Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Surrendering Average. In today's episode, we discuss the human desire to fit in and be accepted and how this desire can lead us away from our true identity. We go over my five steps to live more congruent to your inner true identity. And I share my personal examples of how I broke free from some social environments and comparisons that weren't benefiting me. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to today's episode, episode 20. I can't even believe we're on episode 20. These are these are cruising by and this all just really started with an idea and, and I told myself I'd get to 100 episodes before making the decision if I wanted to carry through or not. I didn't care if there was people listening or viewing, even if there was just one person who's listening to this. That's really that's really all that matters to me right now. And and it's just really good practice for myself and and helps me relearn these topics and I hope it really brings some kind of value to anyone who's listening. Uh just to bring a bit of information of what I'm up to. Our wedding, Jess and I's wedding is fast approaching and we went suit shopping today, so check that off the list and that that felt good, but it is absolutely wild how much uh, there there is that goes into a wedding, especially when you don't have a wedding planner and Jess has been killing it behind the scenes, taking care of all the small details and we have an out-of-town wedding, so there's a bunch of logistical uh, aspects we need to take care of and a lot of small details. There's no... Uh, decorations in the hall so we have to plan all that and figure all that out so Jess has been hustling taking care of that and we've been on the go we've been active with her full-time job staying active staying healthy going to the gym cooking healthy meals I've been taking my life coaching certification courses online and yeah so it's been really active and uh, we got a lot on the go but it's really these the daily practices and the mindset and 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 staying congruent to who I've figured out I am and what's important to me and my values and my beliefs and and really my identity and that's that's really been what's the the key component to helping me push through and helping me stay on track with with such a busy schedule and such an active schedule and it's truly because I've really I've really formulated who I am and I understand who I am and what's important to me and what drives me and that gives me the power and that gives me the motivation and that gives me the energy to pursue an active, busy schedule. So leading off that, today's episode is called Identity Crisis. And there's there are usually multiple perceptions of how we view ourselves, how we think others view us, and how we try to portray ourselves to other people. Usually in different ways, depending on our environment and the people we are, we're around. There's a quote by Thomas Cooley, which is a bit confusing. I'll repeat it twice, but listen closely. I am not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who I think you think I am. And again, I've heard this in Jay Shetty's mentioned this quote a couple of times too, and it really, it really is intriguing. I'll say it again just because it's a bit of a tongue twister. I am not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who I think you think I am. So if you, you really wrap your head around that, how often do we find ourselves 
saying, well, I don't want to do this because so-and-so might think that I'm X, Y, and Z. We're playing into these scenarios that aren't necessarily true. We're, we're presuming somebody's going to think something if we take this action. There's a lot of what ifs and what if they think this and what if I do this? And it's just, it gets really confusing. These different perceptions can cause confusion as well as difficulties when trying to live congruently to our own internal values and desires, if we even know what those are. It's natural to have a desire to fit in, and we must understand that. It's, it's, it's kind of how our brain is wired. We want to be a part of the tribe. We want to be accepted. We want to be in that community. We want to be surrounded by people. And this goes back to our ancestors, where if they got isolated from the tribe, they were and they would probably die out in the wilderness you know if they were hunter gatherers they're out and they don't have houses if they're not with their tribe there's a good chance that they're not going to make it so this was hardwired into our programming into our brain and and this got passed along and got passed down through our through our genes and now we're still embedded with this programming to have the desire to fit into a tribe or group and just realize that that's normal and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with that and when we belong to a group or community, we feel as if we are a part of something bigger and more important than ourselves. We have a need to belong, and if we, if we are left alone or isolated, we experience psychological discomfort. So being a part of groups and communities can be very positive and, be, and very impactful, but there's also a lot of negatives that can come with it if we're not conscious and uh, are, are choosing those groups and and people we hang out with and the environments we hang out with, if we're not choosing these according to our deeper internalized values and beliefs, then that can cause some friction. So this sense of belonging and a look into social psychology doesn't have a definite positive or negative impact. And it can have either or. And the people you spend time with or the environment you spend time with will directly impact the way you act in social environments it will change the way you act and show up it will it will impact your social perception which is how we view others how we view it could be how we view a, a classification of individuals whether we're rich or poor so let's say if we're poor and you hang out with a bunch of poor people we tend to have a certain perception of people with money or vice versa if you hang out you're a rich person you're hanging out with a bunch of rich people and again this is very general generalizing here but this is just for an example and you you see or view poor people a different way that's a social perception and usually the environments and the groups we hang around we tend to cling or conform to the same beliefs as what that environment is and also the people we hang out with usually impacts the way we think people see us again so there's a generalized viewpoint of how you think you're being perceived or how that group thinks they're being perceived now just think of ways you might act differently at a public setting than you would at home if you're just by yourself alone with your thoughts and just you you're probably going to show up a different way than you would out at a party or a social social gathering who we hang out with and the environment we we spend time in is going to impact how we show up what we say what we feel our emotions the people around us shape our thoughts feelings moods attitudes and perceptions now you can see how this can have a great influence in your life it can lead to a certain degree of conformity humans have survived by adapting to our environments and we tend to adapt 
and get majorly influenced by our social environments. So we want to fit in. We're trying to fit in. We're in a group. Uh, we're, sur- we're surrounded by a bunch of people that tend to tend to lean on the same beliefs and tend to view on the same perceptions because we don't want to be isolated. We don't want to be separate from that tribe. So we just have that automatic sense of conformity and we find ourselves molding in different situations depending on who we hang out with. Now, again, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we just need to be very aware of this because if these social environments and if these groups of people are completely different than what our values and beliefs and what our foundation is, what's truly meaningful to us, that's going to have a negative pull. That's going to be wanting to to pull away from from who we are. And, And we just need to have that sense of awareness because we could end up we could end up conforming and manipulating ourselves just to be accepted and that might not be beneficial to us in the long run and that might not make us feel congruent to ourselves so social environments can be anything such as work hanging out with friends family groups or communities it can be marketing that has a that has an impact on you, and and all of these things combined have uh, tend to lead us to social comparison. Now, social comparison is how we stack up against others, and we tend to compare ourselves based on what we see in others. And usually, we'll compare ourselves most to the tribes or communities that we're in. You know, if even if we're in a <clears throat> A real estate investing network. I'm using this as an example because I was in one, and I would I would compare myself to people in that community who have done a lot more than me, and I always saw myself comparing myself. I need to do this. I need to do that. Okay, they they have these beliefs. Oh, this is their outlook on real estate, and I really started to mold to this environment. I said, okay, if they they they're calling themselves real estate investors, that's how they identify. That's how they introduce themselves and they're completely changing their their identity to become an investor. And again, this isn't positive or negative necessarily, but I, it was just something I was aware and cognizant of. And, and it's very important and I found it very interesting that, and I, that's a firsthand example of, of how you mold to that environment. So if we're comparing ourselves and, and, and seeing how we stack up against others, we're usually looking what we can change to fit in. Okay, what can I do differently to fit in? What can I say differently to fit in? What actions can I take to fit in? And if we do that over and over and over again to try to fit in, we slowly start to change that identity. And if we're not completely sure who we are and we're not completely sure what our values, what our beliefs are, what we need to do in life to bring us that fulfillment and that that happiness that we know is true to ourselves while all of a sudden we start fading away from that true self and true self as i'll go over evolves throughout our lifetime because again i think our true self is who we are in the moment but it's just we need to have that level of awareness to understand you know is my true self me trying to fit into a group and be accepted by people or is my true self something completely different 
Now, as you can see, if our thoughts, feelings, moods, and perceptions get easily influenced by others, this will dramatically impact who you are or who you think you are. So here, the following are five steps to be more congruent to your inner self and to be more congruent to your identity, the identity that you want, the identity that is true to yourself. So step one, who are you according to you? So this, this is heightening that awareness. This, is, this isn't getting wrapped up into fitting in or manipulating yourself to fit in in different scenarios. And I'm not saying you should show up necessarily exactly the same way in your life scenarios, you know. I, I believe for myself, I utilize different personas and different personality traits when I'm doing different things in my life. I had mentioned in an earlier podcast when I went on my four-day solo retreat to really set out, my, set out my year, set out my intentions and goals, I distinctively wrote out what kind of personality traits and what kind of persona, you know, what kind of game face do I need to put on in each scenario. And there is, there's different, I have to show up in different ways for different scenarios. But at the same time, over the last few years, I've done a lot of internal work to discover what is truly important to me and what I want to do and what I want to fulfill and, and what I'm passionate about. I took some serious time to inwardly look what that is for me. You know, so so having that knowing and done that work, I'm comfortable putting on these quote unquote alter egos, quote unquote, putting on these other masks, these other versions of myself for for time frames. Like I want to be my genuine caring self when I'm around my fiance, when I'm around family, when I'm around in the right friend environments, when I'm one on one. You know, I I have a different persona. I have a different, I, I hold different traits when I'm at work, when I'm working, when I'm in class to be a coach, like th at different times, I put on different aspects and use, utilize different characteristics, but I don't completely manipulate or mold myself to those. Even in the gym, I put on a different, I put on a different game face, you know, I'm, I'm in there, I'm ready to do work, I'm in the zone, I'm getting my flow going. And it's different than what it is when I'm in my at-home environment. And that's all right because I have the awareness of who I am internally and what I'm trying to do and why I'm trying to do it. So you don't necessarily need to show up as the same person or carry that identity into absolutely everything you do. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we really need to take the time to develop and discover who we are according to ourselves and what's meaningful what's our foundation so that's step one and that's a process that's not just something you sit down and necessarily say okay who you know who am i what's my identity what's important to me you know it, it, it probably won't come that easy and natural and effortless to, to you like it's going to take some time but building that awareness and just having the awareness of that that is something you should start at least thinking about and that will develop over time with the right practices and the right influence and the right the right help so step two choose people in your life that are congruent or at least will support your image or perception of yourself 
be aware of the ones opposing your views. Don't spend too much time or interaction with them or your thoughts and perceptions can change. So again, if we're hanging out in those wrong environments or if we're hanging out with people who aren't necessarily congruent to our true self, to our inward selves, to our inward identities, well then without us even trying necessarily or without us even sometimes being aware, we'll all of a sudden start manipulating and changing this identity to become what's going to make us fit into that environment, what's going to make us accepted to those people that are in those networks, that are in those groups. And this can even be at your work, or this can even be listening to too much news and television. You know, those are people who might not, who news anchors, a lot of the time they're not going to hold the same values you have. And a lot of the time they're going to be telling you negative stories and these awful, horrific events all the time. And if we always listen to them every day, two, three times a day on the radio, reading the paper, you know, all of a sudden our perception of, you know, how we view other people and how we view the life might start to get a little bit skewed. It might start to get influenced by that environment we're putting ourselves in, by what we're taking in. So even, even the people we work with or even the news we listen to can affect this perception of how you see things and in turn can eventually start to, to mold your identity away from that true self if we're not careful and if we don't carry that proper awareness. So step two is to choose people in your life that are congruent or at least will support your image or perception of yourself. Step three, you will evolve and change in your life. Make sure you are the driver of that change. You do not need to stay the same way your whole life. No one's telling you that. In, in fact, I absolutely encourage evolving and growing and changing. That's going to happen. The change is going to happen, no doubt. But make sure you are in that driver's seat. Make sure you're not just fitting in. You're not getting straight away, swept away into a new environment to be accepted. Make sure you're making that conscious decision of who you hang out with, the people you hang out with, so you can be in control of your evolution. You should be the one signing up for groups that align with who you want to be or are trying to become. Have control of what environments you spend time in. That's up to us. That's our responsibility. Take control. Step four, always check in with yourself to see if you're living congruent to who you want and who you're trying to be or if your social environments are taking you a different path. So how do we always check in? Well, I say this all the time. We can daily check in through daily practices such as meditation, journaling, or even life coaching, getting a coach. They will help you check in. They will help keep you aligned to your vision, to your goals, if that's something you struggle with. But if, if you can control that daily meditation, sitting in silence, thinking who you want to be, remembering your values, remembering your beliefs, remembering why you're doing the things you're doing, or journal about them will help you check in daily. To make sure you're not getting straight away. To make sure those social environments and people aren't taking you down a different path. So step five. Focus is power. Over time, paying enough attention to the same specific brain connection keeps the relative circuitry open. So a brain connection could be a thought, an insight, a visualization, any of those. These circuits, if observed, can 
if observed enough, can eventually become physical changes in the brain structure. So if you do that enough, that can physically change the brain pattern, the brain pathways, the brain changes as a function of where we put our attention. And we can change how we perceive others, life, and ourself through this self-directed neuroplasticity. So the brain has the ability to change. The brain is plastic. Neuroplasticity is the, the ability of something, the brain to change. So if we can change the pathways and change the structure of our brain through thought, insight, visualization, we in turn are, have the power to to choose our identity. We have that power. We don't need to give that to our environments or the tribes or the environments to necessarily fit in. We can choose to join those to amplify and solidify our identity if we choose. And that can be a very powerful thing. But the more we focus and the more we put attention, the more our brain will change. We can become whoever we want, but we must focus on it. So focus is power. And those five steps will definitely help us to solidify or discover our, our true identity, our inner identity. So yeah, my story of how I started to feel more happy and, and overall to live congruently to what is inside of me um, and not my outside environment because I was an absolute culprit of this. Even thinking back to high school and just wanting to fit in, I would always... I would always tone myself back. I'd tame it down. You know, I'd just do what would get what I wouldn't cause red flags so I could get accepted, so I could be part of the group. You know, I was not my true, genuine self. When I would hang out with a couple friends one on one, yeah, I could let myself out. I can let my full self out. And it, it felt good not to hold things back. But man, did I really, I was really conscious of just trying to fit in and just trying to be accepted and well liked i didn't i never wanted to step past my my boundary or my line and uh and yeah i, I was definitely a guilty culprit of that but since inwardly looking and since really going on this journey myself i've i've you know these not necessarily answers but things just really got more clear for me Answers I was looking for for a really long time started to become very apparent to me, mainly through an intuitive feeling. It's not like a big green light flashes with an answer, you know. This is a real intuitive process that takes time, and you really need to look within and look inside. And I know that's kind of a, a broad statement, but it's, it's really true, and, and it takes time, and it takes effort, and it takes work. And it really led me on, looking within really led me on this journey of personal development and, and realizing like, holy man, what am I holding back, you know? I have, I'm not even tapping into what is possible or what my potential is, you know? I've been, I've been jipping myself for so many years not doing this, not working on myself, you know? I've always wanted more, I've always wanted a to excel more i always wanted more passion i always wanted more fulfillment more happiness i just had no idea how to get there until i realized that i wasn't even accessing you know not even an incremental amount of 
my potential, you know, just minuscule amounts of, of, of what I can do. And so I really got passionate and really got swept away by this whole personal development scene and, and practices. I started getting rid of bad behaviors. I started eating and getting healthier. I started having a reverence for life. I just had so much more respect and curiosity and, and just so much more intrigued by life. I have more internal satisfaction and I have such passion and deep desire to help. And it's been absolutely life-changing and transformational. And this is all stemmed from the stuff I talk about in this podcast. And it's not a quick fix, but it's all attainable for everybody. And I can truly say this because I was the most average person. And I am doing everything I can to surrender that. As I've made this podcast, Surrendering Average... And I truly, truly, truly believe every single person can do the same thing with the proper help. And that is my passion to help and facilitate that to people, to improve their holistic health. You know, there's such a skewed vision of, of, of health and, and, and what to do. And there's a lot of confusion and there's so many things and you need to go here and you need to go there. And it is my vision and my dream to bring that to everyone and to facilitate that in a very simple manner. And I will, I will share on that in later episodes on what my vision and, and dream actually is. But yeah, for now, got a little sidetracked there. <laughs> Basically, <clears throat> once I looked within to discover my identity and started living from my values within rather than trying to fit in, I, I was able to discover all this stuff. All these answers, all these things I was looking for, you know, started to blossom and started to manifest once I got the proper knowledge and used the appropriate practices. So that didn't come from trying to fit in and trying to be well liked and trying to fit in a tribe, you know, like that all happens from within. Change happens from within. It's not an outwardly thing. You can't do or attain things on the outside to achieve all this stuff it's all stemmed from the inside i just want everyone to know it's easy to lose ourselves or shift our identities due to our social environments it's up to us to take control of our lives and our identity we want to develop the awareness to understand and see who you are according to you we have the ability to choose the people and environments that are congruent to that version of you. As we evolve and grow, it is important that we remain in the driver's seat and properly choose the people and groups that we will spend the majority of our time with. Always check in with yourself to make sure you stay on course. And remember, focus is power. We can ultimately choose our identity with the proper focus and attention reclaim and discover your identity today by choosing to do so and you will surrender your average life thank you everyone for listening and i hope everyone has a great day see you